Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today I have with me Jeremy Miner. Now, oh my gosh, I looked at his bio and y'all, he is amazing. So get ready to take some notes because you are going to want to hear from this guy. So he is the chairman, chairman, whew, Good thing you don't have to be perfect to be a podcaster. He's the chairman of Seventh Level, a global sales training company that was ranked in twelve in the top twelve hundred of fastest growing companies in the United States by Inc. Magazine. That is huge. He is also a contributor for Inc. Magazine and has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, and many other publications. So we're going to be talking about sales and training and all of those things that you guys want to know in order to get better in your business. So Jeremy, welcome to the show. How's it going, Coach Jenny? I love that. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. Let's get started. Let's give what we got here. We got some background noise. We're here at our, we're at our headquarters right here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and my office is like on this corner. And sometimes when they have, you know, those cars that have like the really, really loud mufflers because they just, they want to like sound, they want to make sure that everybody knows that they've got the cool car. Well, you sometimes every once in a while those drive by. So if you guys (laughs) hear like really, really loud mufflers, even though we're like a hundred feet from the road, you know, nothing we can do about those cool mufflers. You'll be fine. I've got a professional editing team who will take care of all of that for us. So you don't have to worry about that at all. Awesome. So Jeremy, tell us, how did you get into the world of sales? What got you to where you are today? Well, I'll I'll give you a short story version. I don't want to bore anybody to death, but I got into sales 22 years ago, broke, burned out college student. I was in my, like probably almost my senior of college. And I got one of those jobs where they basically hire everyone Mm -hmm. because it's straight commission. You know what I mean? So if you don't sell, no problem. They just don't pay you anything. Right. So, which really should be the way it is. If you can't produce, you shouldn't get paid. So I got a job selling home security systems door to door. Okay. So think about 21, just I think I just barely turned 22. Company gives you a script. They give you a couple of books by the, what I call the old sales gurus mm-hmm. and basically drive you on a van into a neighborhood, a not so safe neighborhood and basically kick you out the van and be like, Hey, go make some sales. It'll, it'll be easy. We'll pick you up after dark. Kind of that's what my manager told me. And I, I still remember I was like the last person getting out of the van. Imagine like, a, I think I just, like I said, just barely turned 22. I, w- I looked back at my sales manager as I was like walking to the, na- to the little area that he dropped me off in. And I still remember his name was X Hain. He said, Jeremy, don't forget when you knock on the door, show them how excited you are about the product. And if they see you're excited, they're going to be excited and invite you in. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, I mean, what did I know? I was a, I was a kid, right? I'd never been in sales. I'm like, that makes sense. If I'm excited, 
somehow they're going to get excited too. So I started knocking on the doors, never put two and two together. And I was really excited. And I was talking about the features and benefits and how we had the best this. And we were the market leader with this. And we had the number one selling product for that. And I started noticing from the very first door that my prospects were throwing out all these objections very quickly. Mm. We don't need it. Your price is too high. We already talked with somebody from your company. We already use a, a company for that. I need to talk with my spouse. I need to think it over. I need to do more research. Can you call me back in a week, a month, a year later? Now, does anybody on here listening to us ever get some of those objections? I'm well, assuming I'm sure you do. do. And so I remember like after probably about seven to eight weeks of this like nonstop rejection, okay, just hardly making any sales. And like I said, when you're commission-based only, well, even if you get a salary, if you don't make any sales, eventually you're going to get you know, you're going to get kicked out. You're going to get fired. And I remember sitting on a curve one late Friday night waiting to get picked up. And I remember sitting there like hardly making any sales. That week I'd made zero sales, in fact. Okay. And I remember like the hot, humid sun from like, you're talking like late June, early July, just going down my back, my chest. I remember like my legs, like completely like feeling like jello. Like I'd worked 12 hours that day, made zero sales. In fact, if I, if I remember, I think that week I'd made zero sales too. So I'd work like 50, 60 hours that week, made zero dollars. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, you know, maybe selling just wasn't for me. You know, if, have you ever felt that way yourself, you know, listening to us? And I remember the, the sales manager picked me up and he popped in a Tony Robbins CD that completely changed my whole outlook of what sales or anything was. I know 22 years ago, people used to listen to these round things called CDs. It's crazy. <laughs> right? And Tony said something like this. I could be completely butchering it, but he said, he said something to the point that, you know, you will fail if you don't learn the right skills necessary to succeed. Like you will fail if you don't learn the right skills. Now, the crazy thing is, is he goes on to say in that CD that everyone's taught skills. In any type of profession you get in, you are taught skills. But the people who fail are the ones who didn't learn the right ones. And it was like suddenly this light bulb went off my head that there was a difference in skill level. Okay, because I'd never, I mean, I was a 22-year-old kid. I never thought about that before, all right? So it was, like the, it was like divine intervention from the heavens that maybe what I was learning from the company training me and from what I now call the old sales gurus, maybe they just weren't the right skills anymore. Maybe they're just outdated. Maybe they just didn't work as well as maybe they did a long time ago. So basically at that point, I had to decide, I had to commit to myself that I was going to acquire more advanced skills, right? Because I know everybody, you know, listening to me, you know, if, you know, you want to provide a great lifestyle for your family as well. And so I remember at the same time, this was all going on. I was in college and my major is behavioral science and human psychology, right? So behavioral science, just not to get into the scientific terms of it, because it's, you know, kind of mumbo weird stuff. But basically, if you pull back what behavioral science is, it's the study of the human brain and how we make decisions as a society and individuals, okay? How we're influenced to go left instead of right, to say no instead of yes, which is basically selling. If you, if you really think about it, it's persuasion. And I remember my professors, okay? One of them was by was a gentleman by the name of Robert Caldini. Have you ever heard of Robert Caldini? Yes. Yes, yeah, I so have. He's written some really big books on behavioral science, persuasion. There's one, you know, called Influence. There's another one called Persuasion. You might have read some of those. That was one of my professors that I learned from. And I remember Robert and several other professors I was learning from, 
were basically saying that the most persuasive way to communicate was like over here. You know, I know everybody can't see where I am now, but I'm like going all the way to my left. But the sales gurus that I was reading in their books, they were saying it was here, like complete opposite. So it was like, it was like a conflict in my brain. Like, okay, behavioral science is saying it's here. Sales gurus are saying it's here. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what am I supposed to do? Which path do I go down? So I'm like, how do I take the theory of behavioral science and how the brain makes decisions and how do I wrap that in to a sales process? Because from before that, they're really, you know, from what we've seen, there really wasn't a sales process around that. It was more like a theory with some hints, but no like really structured sales process. And so that's what I had to do because I didn't have a choice. I wasn't making much money. So very quickly, I started learning techniques that worked with human behavior that caused my prospects to pull me in rather than me trying to push and over, I'm not kidding you, like within like a week, selling started to become very, very easy and extremely profitable. And that's kind of how I got into the whole, whole sales game right there. Oh, I love that because my, my background is also psychology. So I love. Oh, how we're going to get along really good. Oh, yeah. I love how the human brain works and, and, yeah. and how you can make sure that, you know, you're really, truly communicating with the other person on the other side. Right. So you get to the point where you're really successful in sales now. Yeah. Right? So I would say. Yeah. yeah. So what is it that you're finding is the, the most effective way to reach out for a beginner salesperson who might be listening to this or maybe someone who's maybe not just getting started, but maybe they're mm -hmm. a few months into their business, maybe they're a year into their business. Nah. What's that first sales skill that and they should be focusing yeah. on learning right now? The first sales skill you have to master if you, if you really want to be successful in sales, and I don't care if you're already doing good. Let's say you already make 200000 a year in commissions, okay? How are you going to get to 400? Mm -hmm. How are you going to get to five or 600? How are you going to get to seven figures a year? I know a lot of your listeners are in network marketing. We train, we train thousands in that space. We've, I bet we have hundreds that are making close to seven figures or more at this point that started down at the bottom. But the biggest thing you have to do in this profession, earning profession, is learn how to disarm your prospect, which causes them to let their guard down. Okay. Mm -hmm. We call that the ABDs of selling. Always be disarming. I think one of the things that, and I hate to say this, but in the network marketing profession, one of the biggest mistakes we see so many business owners and leaders say is like, you don't have to sell anything. Like just get them to talk to us. We'll do all the selling for you or, you know, the product sell itself or whatever excuse it. Look, nothing could be further from the truth. If you want to make a lot of money in direct sales, you have to learn how to communicate, period. You're not going to be able to hand out stuff and then all of a sudden everybody just signs up. It's not the way the brain works. Human beings do not buy on logic. They only buy on emotion. I mean, behavioral science, brain studies have proven that. There's really no debate among scientists on that. So I think one of the biggest things that people come into direct selling is they just get really hyped up. And I get it. The owners, leaders want them to get hyped up, get in and everything. But the problem is, is that wears off very quickly when you don't know what to say and ask that causes the prospect to want to open up and engage. Okay. And that's why there's such a high attrition rate in the space for that reason. I hate to, I mean, I'm just being real with everybody, right? Oh yeah. Because, you know, I think the biggest problem in sales is the problem that you don't know you have. Because mm -hmm. if you don't know what your problem is, then how, how do you ever fix it? Right? So I think so many people get hyped up and they, they, 
come out of the gate swinging. They're so excited about what they sell and they hear a problem that one of their friends or neighbors or a lead has and they just jump right in with their solution. Okay. Somebody complains to them about their job. Let's say you're in like network marketing, like you got a friend and you're driving the car like, oh my gosh, like, you know, my boss lowered my pay. Oh, really? Oh, I've got something really exciting for you. Let me tell you about. And then, you know, one minute later, they're like, oh, is that work network marketing? Yeah, I'm not interested. We don't have enough money. Yet they just told you they had a problem. It's, it's like you're going into pitch mode like way too early. All right. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of uh, a lot of people when I say like, hey, like, Stop being so excited about what you sell. That doesn't mean you're not excited internally, mm -hmm. but you got to keep that to yourself, right? Because as a human, as human beings, our society, because we're constantly being sold to all of the time, you get on social media, you see what? Ads trying to sell you something. You turn on the TV, commercials trying to sell you something. You turn on the radio, you, you know, commercials trying to sell you something. Drive down the road, billboards trying to sell you something. I mean, you're constantly being sold to all the time. So as a society... We have certain things that are just hardwired into our brain that the moment we feel there's certain words that we hear or certain questions that are asked or just anything, the moment we feel we're being sold to, our guard automatically comes up. And it doesn't matter if they're like, hey, you just won $1 billion in the lottery. We would say not interested simply because that person on the other end of the phone has triggered fight or flight mode. Okay. So a lot of people, when I say that, they're like, well, Jeremy, no, I have to be excited about what I sell. I agree. Just keep it to yourself because here's one thing we have to understand. This is just kind of behavioral science 101. Typically within like the first even five seconds of a conversation, seven to 12 seconds of every sales interaction you're in with a human being, your prospect, just so you all know, is picking up on verbal, your verbal and nonverbal cues from you, the social cues. Okay. They're subconsciously picking up. We can't help it as a human being. So they're picking up on your verbal and nonverbal cues based on your tonality and what you are saying and asking that triggers their brain to react in one of two ways. And that's really scary. Now, if we come across overly excited, if we come across needy, everybody knows what I mean, because you mm -hmm. can tell when you're needy on a call or a conversation, you feel the neediness come out of you, right? And you come across, let's say, attached and you don't understand the right questions to ask. You don't understand the right tone. It triggers a brain to, like I mentioned, go into fight or flight mode. That's where the prospect you're talking to tries to get rid of you quickly. Oh, I'm too busy. Can you call me back later? Oh, you know, I don't think after all, that's probably too much money. Or, you know, I don't have much time for that. Or I don't need it. Or, you know, I'm good. Or, you know, let's say you get on in a, in a sales conversation or whatever. And they're like, you know, like, let's say it's a stranger. Like, hey, you know, none of the questions, like, how much does it cost? Right? You're just triggering that by the way you're coming across. Okay. Now, once you learn, how to come across more neutral. And what I mean by neutral is more unbiased. Like you're not quite sure you can even help you. You don't know enough about their situation. Okay, you're not saying that, but that's how you're coming across. You come across more calm, more collective. And especially here's the keyword, detached, detached. You understand the right questions to ask. You understand the tone. It triggers the brain to become curious enough where the other person actually wants to engage. Okay. They want to open up to you because they feel like you might have something really important that they might not know what it is yet, but there's something different about it. Okay. It's, it's like you're coming in with more of a status in their brain. So it must be really important. Okay. You come across too pitchy, too excited. All it does is lowers your status in their brain immediately because you're just like a salesperson trying to sell them something. Right. So we have to learn, especially in your industry, we have to learn how to, how to really detach ourselves from the expectations of making the sale 
and focus on whether or not we can help them. Now, for your industry, pretty much you know you can help everybody because they want to make more money and they want to have more time. I don't really know anybody among my, and I hang out with some really successful people that still don't want to make more money or have more time. Imagine if they're not that successful, right? They want to make more money. They, it's on their mind all the time. They want to make more money. They want to have more time. So what I mean when you get in your conversations, I don't mean like your goal is not to get the sale. Of course it is because you can't help the prospect without them purchasing your solution to get where they want to be. But you have to keep that to yourself because the moment, like I said, the prospect feels you are trying to sell them is the moment they emotionally shut down, stay surface level, and then at the end say, well, I need to think about it. See, does that make sense? That's one thing we have to yeah. learn. Always be disarming. How do we get them to let their guard down? I love that because it, I can tell you because I screwed the pooch at the beginning of my own direct right. sales business because yeah. I did exactly what you described, you know, yeah. did the whole go in, you know, and I learned what for me, what worked for yeah. me, I'll put it this way, was yeah. when answering the question, what do you do? Yeah. Right. That was the first way that I was able to disarm people because I quit saying I sell insert product name here. Right. right? Because literally the number of people who and this happens not just in direct sales and network marketing, but also in traditional business, too. Oh, I sell windows. I sell roofs. I sell nothing. All like literally I see it happen just even within my own head. Like yeah. I can literally feel my eyes glazing over, rolling to the back of my head going, oh God, please no. <laughs> yeah, you know what people, all they do is when you say like, oh, I, I'm in network marketing or I sell, I'm in direct sales or whatever, that literally means nothing to the prospect. It's not helping you at all. In fact, it's hurting you like you just said. Mm-hmm. They're either doing what you're doing, like, oh my gosh, they're going to try to pitch me now or they're going to be, or, or they just immediately associate you with all the other people they know in that industry. So if you're like, I'm in network marketing, they're like, oh yeah, my aunt is, this person is like, you don't stand out. So in that case, what we would train, you know, people to do in our training would be like how to come up with what's called a personalized intro, where instead of telling them what you do, you tell them how what you do helps other people. So you want to come up with two or three generic problems that any individual you're talking to would know about. Okay. And then how what you do helps those people, which immediately triggers curiosity. So if if I was in your industry, I'm just going to make this up on the fly. If I was in your industry and somebody says, well, what do you do? I'd be like, well, what I do is it's kind of interesting. You know how a lot of people nowadays are just getting frustrated with like all the, you know, corporate downsizing, you know, the higher cost of living with all like the inflation, the food prices going up and just having to go to work all the time for somebody else. So what I do is I help people like that uh, set up their own full or part-time businesses from their homes, like more of that type of model, so they can start making more money and have more time with their family. What do you do for a living? What do you do for work? And then immediately I'm asking a situation question that would be for that space. So when I'm saying, you know how a lot of people nowadays get frustrated, so I throw an emotion word about, and then I named off three different things. Now I might come up with something better, but those three things that I just talked about, corporate downsizing, the higher cost of living with all the inflation going on and having to go back and forth to work for somebody else. How many people do you all know that would identify with at least one of those three problems? I love it. Yeah, Probably everybody. Yeah. Be like, and you nod your head as you're like, yeah, yeah, that's me. So what I do is I help people like that. Set, and I'd probably make this more specific, set up their own full or part-time wholesale distribution businesses so they can start taking care of themselves and their families again, what do you, what do you do for it? And then I go right into a first question. You don't want to just stop, you know, and then like, right. oh, well, tell me more about that. Then you're like in tell mode. 
So I immediately like, oh, and what do you what do you do for a living? What do you what do you do for work? And then I'm right into like what's called a situation question because in your industry, their situations you're finding out what they're currently doing for a living. Yeah, Does that help? Yeah, no, that's absolutely brilliant because that's uh, one of the one of the lost arts of conversation that I've seen now is that people yeah. just don't know how to keep a conversation going. And I'm like, yeah. it's so easy. Ask a question. <laughs> like you yeah. finish the end of your whatever you're saying, and then you ask a question of them so that they answer. And then hopefully they will also then ask the same question back of you. So when you can model that behavior for them, that's what people will do back for you and make conversations so much easier, especially in this building rapport phase when you're talking with someone for the purpose of, you know, Well, the the biggest thing is the biggest thing is we want to trigger curiosity where the prospect wants to engage back. Because if we can do that, like I said, it always be disarming from the very first words out of our mouth, the first questions we're asking, the tonality coming out of us, okay? We have to constantly get our prospects to keep their guard down. Because the moment that guard comes up, now you're competing with trying to get it down again. Because if their guard's up, they just stay surface level. You ask a good question, they give you like a vague or generalized answer, right? And everybody knows what I'm talking about. Or they give you like a two or three word response, right? And then at the end, I want to think it over. I need to keep looking around. And the, the, you're going to get the same objections over and you're going to get punched in the face <laughs> because you haven't yeah. learned how to get them to let their guard down. You yeah. learn how to do that. Selling becomes really easy. Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. And that's that's one thing that I think was what took my team to number one in in the world in yeah. my company was because I yeah. taught people how to have that conversation instead of saying I sell because the company yeah. I was with at the time was a jewelry company. Yeah, I sell jewelry. Oh my god! Please, what does that do mean? Not ever respond I'll, with I sell. Gonna, yeah, they're immediately the immediate. It's going to do one or two things. Like I said it's going to immediately cause them to be like, oh, she's going to try to pitch me, or oh, they're going to think about all the other jewelry stores around. It, mm-hmm. you, there's nothing to separate you from anybody. That's just immediately how the brain, it's going to go in one of two right. ways. You don't want that. Exactly. Exactly. So, Jeremy, what I want to do now is we're going to close out the podcast portion of this conversation. And what do you say? We hop in and we'll do a specific yeah. training, walking people through that step by step, creating sure. that that pitch yeah. conversation and mm-hmm. we're going to do that in the Badass Direct Sales Moms group on Facebook. So podcast yeah. listeners, go join that Facebook group, that community. Yeah. It's totally free. Check it out. But before we go, Jeremy, you have a free Facebook group. How yeah, can our listener get sure. to your Facebook group? Yeah, they're welcome to join. I'll give them this Facebook group. We've got about 52, 53, 52 or 53,000 members in there. A lot of them are in direct sales as well. It's a, we started that about a year ago. It's, it's growing like wildfire. But have them go to Sales Revolution dot pro so sales revolution dot pro right when they join here's what we'll do right when they join we'll have somebody in our team have them check messenger their messenger on facebook we'll have somebody message them over a free training called the we'll give them actually we'll give them this we'll give them the nepq 101 mini course it's just a list of different questions they can ask for different sales situations they're going to be in that will help them some more and in that group you know, we go live in there two or three times a week, different train, subject matter trainings, different Q&A. So they're welcome to join that. We'll give them some nibbles in there, some little hors d'oeuvres, and that they don't even have to pay for those. If they want more advanced training for their industry, because we train thousands in that space that are crushing it, then just have them message us in that group and they can book with the team member and then go through some of the different training options we have 
for their industry if they want to sell more, make more money. I love it. Well, that is fabulous. So, Jeremy, thank you for being here, uh, sharing your wealth of knowledge on the pod, on the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. So excited to have you here. And Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.